Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Last Life Podcast. This is my weekly gaming podcast where we use this one life to explore amazing worlds and discuss all things video games related. Tune in every week for new episodes and to support this show, please subscribe, comment and rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. You can email me any questions at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. All the various social media links, including email, will also be in the description. We have Trevor with us today. We're going to be discussing a bunch of stuff today. So what's up, Trevor? How are you doing? Hey, man. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. Unfortunately, I have no witty comment at the start today. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. I get it. I get it. We'll, we'll save it till we, we, we start discussing Elden Ring and stuff later on. I'm sure you'll have a few witty comments, especially with my way of playing in that <laughs> game. But we, we'll, we'll jump right into some of the stories because like a bunch of stuff has been happening since like the last time we, the last time we talked. Uh, I think one of the big stories that just kind of came out was that variable refresh rate is coming to PS5. And I know this was a thing that was already on Xbox. This is a thing that PC gamers like us know about. And now it's on PS5. You can enable it in, on, on the system settings. Uh, and it will kind of apply it to the games on its own, but the developers themselves have to kind of patch the games to actually like utilize it perfectly from my understanding. Uh, but obviously, what do you what do you think about this? Because I think this could be good for people like me who are playing Elden Ring on, <laughs> on PS5. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Like this is something that we've had on PC forever. And um, it is, in my opinion, like uh, I've always used G-Sync uh i've always yeah. had a g-sync monitor and and been using nvidia cards um but it is in my opinion has been like i think one of the biggest improvements to gaming uh in in modern time uh having that ability to like there was nothing worse back in the day than having uh screen tearing so you always had to go to uh enable v-sync and v-sync always results in a lower frame rate at the end of the day right you don't get it, like if you can't hit that 60 um you are going to go down to the next lowest right um you're not going to get that in between uh especially just with a lot of games nowadays how how often they jump between uh in frame rate it it makes a huge difference so uh i think it's great i'm not super familiar with how it works on the consoles um do you you must have to have a display that supports it right yeah yeah the idea is that like if you have a tv or a monitor that has it it should detect it but like for me the thing is like i maybe i maybe i like i, I never kind of like actually dug into this but i always had a habit of enabling v-sync on my pc is that like not a good thing because i have g-sync and stuff so i never i, I was like oh like is that like a thing that you just kind of enable all the time so i'm just kind of toggle v-sync every time yeah so i'm not going to make fun of you because <laughs> i I had a high refresh rate monitor for, um, I had a hundred, I think, or what was it? A 120 Hertz monitor. Uh, actually I think it was higher, but, um, for a year or for over almost a year and I had it set, set at 60 Hertz. So, <laughs> okay. um, so yeah, so you do not want V-Sync enabled. So okay. you want to, <laughs> because if you have V-Sync enabled, it is going to, it is going to fall back to the, like whatever the stable, um, I'm not super clear on how it works, but I believe like if you enable it, like it's going to go to, it's going to try to hit that target frame rate. So typically it will be what your monitor is. So if your monitor is 60 Hertz, it's yeah. going to try to hit the 60 Hertz, but if it can hit the 60 Hertz, I believe it could be wrong about this. It would fall to 30. Um, 
which means you would get be getting 30 frames instead of 60. Could be wrong about that though. It's three uh, years in, I'm finally learning about my PC. Wait, so so like if if it's if it uh, if a game is hitting like let's say 160 and my my monitor can do 144, like am I my is my image quality going to be worse because it's higher frame rates than the monitor? No. So what will happen is you'll go down. You go. You can only go to what your monitor supports. Yeah. So if your monitor is 144 hertz, you want to set it to 144 hertz. You want to disable VSync because yeah. VSync will lock it in. Uh, so it will. If you have VSync enabled and your monitor is 144 hertz, it'll try to hit the 144, which yeah. in most cases it won't. So you'll either have to pull your settings way back to get to the 144. But if it doesn't get to the 144, it's going to fall back to the next stable baseline. So again, that's where I'm not clear on how it works. I think it would go to 60 then. Um, I see. Or maybe 120. Um, but you will basically, you'll, you'll get locked in at something, even though you can get better. So even if it goes from, if, if it went from 144 to 120, but you're capable of getting... I mean, 130 or 134, you won't get that. Um, oh, in that I case, see. you wouldn't really notice much. But so, yeah, so you basically want VSync turned off. You want unlimited frame rate if if that's an option. Um, and then setting your monitor to the highest uh, frequency possible. So what? So basically then what happens is you're just going to, it's going to hit the frame rate that it gets. So you're going to have, if it jumps from 55 to 90 to 120 to 100 all that's going to be constantly happening as you're playing but then you won't get any of the screen tearing um because you're going to, exactly because the g-sync is going to kick in so if you enable v-sync it's going to override your g-sync or your your vrr um and just lock in at the whatever the closest is to prevent your screen tearing from happening so, okay, so you're i literally not, have to turn off v-sync for every single game turn off v-sync <laughs> also you got to make sure that you enable um like in in video cards you have to enable the g-sync yeah uh, as an option so make sure that is enabled do all that stuff and then you'll have the perfect experience and like i said i had g-sync turned on for so long but i had um and v-sync off but i was just getting um you know the 60 because i didn't have my monitor <laughs> turned up and it it didn't dawn on me at the time. I was just like, I wasn't as super into like getting the best of everything. I just went, got the new video card, got the new monitor and, and thought I was good to go. You know, 60 is always good. But yeah, when I finally realized I was like, oh man, this is how <laughs> I looked into how it works. And I was like, oh, I went almost a year on 60 Hertz instead of uh, 120 or 144. Um, so yeah, it's I know awesome. I I, I feel like I, that part I knew because I remember like that was like in the setting initially, but the V-Sync thing for whatever reason, I was like, oh no, I gotta, I gotta press V-Sync. So it like locks to the, it knows my monitor now. And now that you're saying it, I'm like, damn, man, I've been like wasting frames. I'm probably getting lower than what I should be. Yeah. Like, well, that was the whole idea behind the technology is that you can just have whatever frame that your computer can produce at that time and just get a very smooth experience. So I think that's, that's like a thing with PC gaming. I feel like, there's always something new that I learn about it, like on a yearly basis or whatever. Is this something that you're never like fully sure of? There's just something breaking yeah. apart in, in the in PC gaming space. That's the best part about it is all that you could play around with all the different stuff. Um, I was playing some uh, Call of Duty World uh, Cold War on the weekend, and it was like I, I like going from Vanguard to Cold War. One thing I noticed is the contrast is really heavy in Cold War, and it, it yeah. makes a lot of stuff very dark. 
And I was like, man, I'm, I'm having a hard time seeing people compared to what I'm used to in Vanguard. So I, I looked up a video and someone's like, hey, if you have an NVIDIA uh, card, you can use, um, they uh, have filters that you can adjust. And it's literally, you, you have the uh, NVIDIA overlay, you bring it up, you do filters, and then they give you like, you could do brightness, saturation, and, and all this stuff. And he had these like three settings, well, three different, uh, categories with different settings within them. I did them all and it made such a huge difference. And it was so nice. You can even do a side by side to see the difference. Um, and it made such a difference. And, and that was one of those moments of like, yes, this is why I always gravitate to the PC whenever possible. <laughs> I, I start. I, I want to start using that. I think it's part of the GeForce experience, right? Like, or yes. whatever. You, yeah. Because yeah. I want to start using that more because I read the same thing that apparently the filters are just incredible with certain games if you use it in the right way and whatnot like some games just look amazing but like every time i remember this was like way back like three years ago when i first first built a pc and i was like you know watching lots of lots of youtube clips and everything like that everyone kind of said the same thing of don't download geforce uh don't do this don't do that so i just kind of followed through but like i feel like now so much has changed that it's like yeah you know what i, I think we can activate this stuff now it won't break the pc yeah, I mean, computers are so far along now than what they were before, especially like the price of memory and how fast memory is. In the past, I remember I was the same. Like I used to make sure like when I was playing games, there was nothing running in the background. Um, but now I my machine has 32 right now, and I'm actually thinking about adding another 32 because it's just stupid cheap. But I my memory never like peaks above like 20, 25, like, one time it got close to 32, but I had lots of stuff running and it wasn't just background stuff, but um, I've had the GeForce stuff running for a while now and I like it quite a bit. It gives you a lot of uh, different features for sure. Yo, I have 16 and I've like done video editing stuff like that. Like, what are you running that's making it use like 20 gigs? <laughs> well, when I, the last time I noticed that it was almost at 32 was I was playing a game, but I also had like, uh, my job is I'm a, a software engineer. I had some uh development ides in the background open oh i and see i think <laughs> some, some were even running but that was the thing was like i didn't even like I, I do stuff like that today and don't even think about it like i'm just like okay i want to just take a half hour break i'm going to jump into play a game or uh, match or two of uh vanguard i just fire it up i don't shut everything down and i, I never notice anything different it's like i'm getting this nearly the same frame rate i would if everything was shut off so I don't notice performance issues. If I do, then yeah, I'll definitely jump back and see what's going on and shut some things down. But that makes sense. I, I when I when my video is like rendering, I, I can't do anything on my computer. I'm like, all right, oh. I gotta walk away. <laughs> it's like it's just rendering the video. If I I, I notice my 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 cursor is like a little slow, I'm like, all right, yeah, you take your time, don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> totally. If there's certain stuff that will buckle your system for sure. You <laughs> definitely don't want to be rendering some video and, and playing some uh, Call of Duty at the same time for sure. I know obviously we'll, we'll go on to like that next Call of Duty topic but I wanted to like bring this up with, with my friend that just kind of built uh, a PC or like, like I kind of technically ordered the PC from NZXT um, and he obviously has like the whole racing wheel setup and everything like that and I remember like one of the first times he got kind of in my opinion got properly introduced to PC gaming was he was like he plugged everything in he was like in front of his wheel and he's like, oh man, like the wheel's on and everything like that and it's not working. 
I'm like, oh, did you try to like unplug the USB and plug it back in? He's like, no. He's like, he did that. He's like, oh, it started working. I'm like, yep, welcome to PC gaming. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this is it, how you troubleshoot. <laughs> it's so much, like, it, it's just worlds different compared to what it used to be, but there's still that stuff. There's still yeah. the, the wonkiness, like the little things. But if you're up for that, it's it's so worth it. It's not like, actually, I, I can't think of a time with my PlayStation or anything like that where I would turn on something and just, it wouldn't work and I have to like replug something. I feel the console itself has issues sometimes, but like when you're in a game, usually it's like everything's connected. I feel like the new consoles are, especially like, well, the last two generations, just they're so close to PCs that I still notice like little weird issues every now and then, um, way more than I used to in the previous ones where sometimes I do have to do like a hard restart or something like that, but it's so rare. Usually when you're playing a game, you're, you're good to go and you don't have too many issues. I know. I mean, I, we were kind of discussing call of duty, so we should go on onto the next topic because I think this was kind of expected. I didn't know it would be this game specifically because I was like, that's just rumors, but it's kind of confirmed now that the new call of duty game for this year is modern warfare two. So, I mean, like, are shocker. you excited? Like, shocker. <laughs> shocker, right? Damn, like, why did they go back to Modern Warfare? Yeah. But like, what, is this, like, are you expecting anything new? <laughs> I don't know what to expect, to be honest. Like, I was not the, I know so many people love mod, the for the last Modern Warfare. I was not one of them. Like, I didn't hate it. I enjoyed it. I enjoy most Call of Duties. I'm enjoying Vanguard a lot more than most people by the sounds of it. Um, I think Vanguard just plays really well. I like the map sizes. My biggest problem with the first Modern Warfare was that there was like a lot of the maps were just so big and open that uh, snipers were just having a field day. I feel yeah. like there's, there was way too much camping and the pace was was too slow that um, I didn't enjoy that. So I, I like the smaller maps uh, and everything, the guns and all that felt good. So I'm definitely excited. I'm, I'm very much into Call of Duty mode right now, um, just coming off a ton and ton of Elden Ring and, and Demon Souls and, and all that. So I'm, I'm jumping back into the shooters right now and catching up. So I'm very excited and um, I'm really hoping I, it's really good and I really like it because it's going to be the next Call of Duty for two years by the sounds of it. Do, do you think it's going to be on Game Pass this year? No, it won't be on Game Pass this year. Okay. It'll be uh, not until that deal goes through. There's no way. The Activision, until Activision knows for sure that that deal is going through and they're, and they're going to get their money. They're not going to, they're not going to take any cuts for sure. I know. I wonder like if, you know, like I know that apparently we got approved by the Activision board recently. So I guess it just has to be approved by the federal yeah, government and everything like that. Which I think, I think that should be not be a problem, but I wonder if like, you know, technically Microsoft is expecting them to kind of come under them in a way they can be like, here, have a bunch of cash, uh, just put it on Game Pass. It's a it's a month or two. <laughs> I I think if there was more confidence that this was going to go through for sure, I think that those deals would be happening. I think we would see a dump of Activision games like the Bethesda uh, when the Bethesda deal went through, where they put a whole bunch of games on before everything was finalized. I just think this deal is just so big that there that my guess is Activision is the one that's going to be cautious here. Like they're not going to lose any money until they know. And I, Microsoft has enough lawyers. I'm sure that they've done the math. They know their odds. They're they're probably very confident this is going to happen. But I still think like this deal is like one of the biggest deals ever. 
uh, in business to to happen as far as I know. Like, I don't think there's been a bigger acquisition. If there is, there hasn't been much bigger. So they're going to be looking at it, but I, by the sounds of it, it doesn't seem like anything's going to happen. I know some U.S. senators have been speaking up about it, but at the end of the day, that's just talk. Like, I think FCC is not going to do anything about it. Microsoft has been very vocal that, hey, it's a big deal, but we're still going to be in third place. Uh, Sony's still raking it in. Uh, so I think they'll be fine at the end of the day. And it sounded like even there was a small, it was funny, there was a small group of shareholders that were vocal about like, no, we think we can get more. Like we think we're getting robbed because of mismanagement and Microsoft's getting this for a steal and everything. Um, I think they're very too optimistic. I think that, uh, you know, as, as well as Activision and Call of Duty and all that is and will continue to do, times are changing. Like, you know, like the younger generation is not as into shooters as we were. Yeah. So uh, even though they do have King and, and whatnot, I, I think that it would be smart for them. If I was a shareholder, I'd be like, yes, like, get, yeah. this, get this done. I do not try, trust what is going on in this place whatsoever. I mean, let's be honest. I don't see... Activision Blizzard upping their price or like just getting better over time. Like I know they have Diablo or watch two, which, which we'll discuss in a little bit, but like all, all, a lot of the franchises have just been kind of like either on a stable or downward trend that Absolutely. I don't expect them to be, you know, worth more in the future. I don't either. Like I, I love all those franchises, a big wild player, big call of duty player uh, was definitely not into candy crush, but I can't imagine candy crush is what it used to be. I'm sure it's still raking it in. But, and as you said, like Overwatch, uh, I don't think Overwatch is, it, it, it ended up being not as big as they hoped in the long run, right? Like the whole esports uh, scene has kind of not dried up, but they had those big, big plans of expansions and cities and all this. And a we'll, lot of we'll that. We'll go is, to Overwatch 2, actually. I, I like yeah. this, I like where we're going, like, but like, what do you think about Overwatch 2 with, because from what I see, from what I understand, it is basically Overwatch. They fixed the engine a little bit, or I don't know, maybe it's a new engine, uh, a fully new engine. Uh, they've added a new character. They've added Toronto uh, cool. as a map, which is really cool. Yeah. But like, from my understanding, the, the PvP aspect, which is supposed to be the biggest part of Overwatch, is basically the same. So what, like, are they just trying to put like a two around it so that they can sell us a new SKU, I guess? I have no idea, man, to be honest. Like, it... It's such a weird thing, right? Like, what is Overwatch 2 at the end of the day, right? Because they're still playing with Overwatch 1. Like, it, it is, like, an add-on to Overwatch 1, effectively, right? Like, Yeah, player, so you the, get the maps and everything. You get the maps. I, I guess you just don't get the characters, or I'm not quite sure how that works. But it is still one player base at the end of the day. So uh, I believe it looks better. You get more characters. It it sounds like an expansion more than anything, right? They slapped two on it uh, because there was that PV, uh, PVE part, which I assume campaign, is, still, yeah. which is still coming. Um, so, I mean, that just kind of sounds like that was the path to just make more money, right? Like, call it Overwatch 2, add a campaign, but they made the smart move. They shouldn't split their player base. But at the same time, like, from what I've seen, I'm not super excited because... It just seems like more Overwatch, and I loved Overwatch at the time, but I'm not really eager to get back to it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think in terms of viewership, 
like it has been getting a bunch of views on Twitch. I think a lot of people are just interested to see what this is. And also, uh, it's kind of like a weird play of uh, if you watch someone play Overwatch 2 on Twitch and your Twitch is connected to Battle.net, you can get the beta. Like you can get a beta mm. access key. So it's kind of like, it's kind of inflated okay. in my opinion. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, like if you're giving someone free stuff, obviously they'll be like, yeah, I'll watch this for like I'll watch for sure. Or whatever. I'll but, leave it on in the background. Exactly, right? I'm pretty sure that's what a lot of people do. Like, but do you think, because Overwatch, when it did come out, I remember like I myself got into it. A bunch of my friends also got into it. We were like, wow, this is like really cool. And it just kind of started, I don't know, maybe it was a toxic fan base or something or or them, them just kind of nerfing every character possible. But it just kind of went down over time to the point where it was like, ah, no, I don't want to play Overwatch anymore. So do you think that's going to happen with this one as well? And they're just kind of setting themselves up for failure, basically? I think, yeah, I, I don't... I mean, it depends what they do, but I don't see it changing much at the end of the day, right? Like, it, yes, it's going to get a huge spike. Lots of people are going to be like, yeah, Overwatch is awesome. I, I remember having fun with this. And I think they will play it for a good while. But one of the biggest things for me was that it just didn't... I'm sure they added so much stuff over time. Uh, I don't... Yeah, I can't really speak to it too much just because I haven't jumped back in. I fell off it because I just kind of felt like it got stale, right? They, they added the arcade mode, which was fun for a bit. I jumped into some of those different kind of matches. Um, but at the end of the day, it was Overwatch and it was more Overwatch and... Um, I just fell off and I enjoy my time with it. I will probably enjoy my time with Overwatch 2 when it comes out. I just don't see it being like a a very long-term game for me personally. I, I think we should obviously kind of pivot to actually Halo Infinite because uh, I know I don't have this on our on our notes on our doc, but Halo Infinite's new season got announced, or I think it got announced a while back, but they like, did like a bunch of trailers and everything. Yeah. And for me, like I've put in maybe 25, 30 hours into Halo, like I think both both on my Xbox and on PC. So I've kind of enjoyed it. I haven't done my season and I, I don't feel like I need to. I'm, I just like enjoy, I don't, I don't like following the whole structure of like, oh, do this so you can get this much XP. I'm like, no, I'm just going in to play a little bit and, and getting out. Yeah. Um, but from what I'm reading, like as a person who's a very casual Halo Infinite player, in my opinion, People are not happy with season two. And I'm not, like, maybe I'm missing something, but I am not understanding why. Is it, Are because I know you also are, like, really into Halo Infinite. So, like, what is your opinion yeah. on this, on, on the whole season two thing? Yeah, I mean, I, I have an opinion on Halo Infinite, period. Um, they, are, they are not prepared for what they put out, for sure. I don't, like, this is new for them. Uh, they've never done uh, Halo as a live service, right? Like yeah. Halo Infinite is the long, the long term, right? Like this is supposed to be the next Halo for the next how many, however many years, having seasons. But just to put it in perspective, Call of Duty Vanguard is currently on season three. It came out after. Did it come out after Halo? Or yeah, maybe November it, something, right? Yeah, oh, no, either, actually a little bit before. A little bit before. It came a little bit before, and they're already on Season 3, whereas Halo is not even on to Season 2 yet, and yeah. we already are seeing how long Season 2 is going to be. They've had some nice events in here and changed up things every now and then. Um, but as much as I loved Halo Infinite, I have not been playing much of it at all. I finished off the... Um, I'm told the name of the the set is escaping me. The samurai looking one. Oh, yeah, Tenrai. Tenrai. Yeah, it starts yeah. with a T. But um, so I finally finished that off uh in the last week of that event, 
And it felt like for me personally, it felt grindy because it was like, oh, I'm going to have to go play modes I don't like again. Um, exactly. I, I love Fiesta, but I'm kind of over Fiesta because I, I just it's just random guns, right? I'm, I, it was fun at first when I didn't know the guns, but now I know the guns. And now every time I start with a gun I hate, I'm just like, ugh. Uh, so I got through it. I got it done. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just like the lack of content and lack of reason to come back that long battle pass and again, a longer battle pass and, and some of the choices that we've, you know, we talked about many times that they've made that are, are just not, you know, it's, it was fine at first when the game was new and fresh, but now it's just kind of, it's become very stale. There's so little maps. Um, whereas you look at, again at Vanguard, like I'll just say, put it this way. Like if I had to choose to play um you know just when they both come out am i going to play you get to pick if i could pick to play vanguard for a couple months or halo for a couple months i'm taking halo i liked halo i think it was a better game i think it plays better than vanguard i've played way more than vanguard than halo just because they've been putting out more content they put out more yeah. maps more guns there has been no new maps in halo like it's the yeah. same maps and they have a low number of maps whereas vanguard had a whole bunch of maps and they've added a bunch of maps they've added a bunch of guns They've added new characters, new customizations, um, some better, some worse. Um, so it's just like I'm going to Vanguard because I feel like I'm making progress there. When I go to Halo, the times I'm making progress, it's not even fun because it's doing stuff I don't want to do. At least in Vanguard, I have more options. Um, so they, they're making some good choices, it sounds like. like. It sounds like the battle pass is not great. I didn't look at it very hard, but I just read this morning that in the middle of season two, they're going to move away from the, um, the core system finally. So you're going to be able to mix and match everything, which is the way it should have been from the beginning because yeah. that core system was bad. Uh, the exception is the uh, samurai armor because they said it's so different that it's going to be its own thing, I guess. But going forward, that in the middle of season at some point, it is going. they're going to be more flexible with the customization. Um there's also rumors about different modes coming out. It sounds like a battle royale mode at some point. I, I, there's a small version of it planned for two. Um, and there's also rumors about other studios getting involved to help them. Um, yeah, for the battle royale, uh, like the I, I don't know if it's battle royale mode, but another mode, right? From some, yeah. some other company. I, I think the that's a bigger battle royale uh, VR mode that they're working on. So. Yeah, man, it's uh, the player count has really dipped. I don't think it's yeah. as dire as most people make it out to be. Um, when I do play, I, I do still find matches in a decent amount of time. And I think people are just looking at Steam charts. And I just don't see why most people would be playing on Steam when you could just Game Pass, right? And on it Steam, does... it's low. It's like 4,000. Yeah. And weirdly enough, a set of Corsa, like the racing game that I play, has more. <laughs> which is, yeah. Again, this is just Steam, not Xbox yeah, Game Pass or exactly. Xbox itself. If you add all of them to together, I'm sure it's a it's an okay number. But I mean, yeah, like just seeing four thousand on Steam is not not great whatsoever. Um, it still wasn't too hard to find matches. Uh, oh yeah, I, so. I I think would you have ever thought that right now in 2022 at this point of time that like I'm just like using Steam as an example, but like some of the top games, like top most game uh, most played games are Lost Ark, Elden Ring. Um, I'm trying to look. Maybe actually, I put Warframe in there too because Warframe, like, good for them. Like, they're doing really a really good job with that game. But like, you know, usually you would always see Halo or obviously Call of Duty. All these games aren't on Steam, but like Call of Duty stuff like that. So I just find it interesting that maybe, like you were saying, maybe it's a t maybe we're reaching a point where people are like, all right, 
enough FPS. Like we, we got it. Like we have everything we want. Let's yeah. do something new, please. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I, I, I really hope that they write the ship. I, I don't think it's too late. I, people will come back if, if they make right choices. It sounds like they are. If they could speed up that pipeline a little bit more, like I don't think the the current cadence is really bad, but it is too it is compared to other games, it is too slow. Um, yeah. But if if they come up with good stuff, interesting modes, and, you know, fix a lot of the problems, like people will come back. It's Halo. I mean, you know, people people love Halo, so there it's not dead in the water in my opinion, but it's not not a good look right now. Talking about dead in the water, is Starfield dead in the water? Because we should definitely talk about uh, Bethesda. And like there was like I don't, I don't actually I wouldn't call this a leak, but there was basically a thread on Reset Era where um, a member of Bethesda Games, whom I'm not sure if they are still there or they've been let go, uh, but this person was verified by another person in the industry called Jason Schreier, who works for Bloomberg, and said that yes, this is this person is you know who they say they are. Uh, but basically, they came out and they just kind of made a comment or just made a post about uh, Starfield because a lot of questions were coming out about Starfield, and rightfully so because we haven't seen anything about that game so far. Uh, one of the things that they said was, in their opinion, the engine is crap. So that's not that's not a good start because that is the biggest problem that Bethesda games have had. The other thing they said was the graphics are not amazing or anything, especially if you compare to stuff like Horizon, which I don't think is a big problem. Like in my opinion, it's like. It's like a fun game. That's what yeah. matters. Other bad thing is the flying is terrible for a ship game or a mm-hmm. ship-based space-based game. I don't know if that's a good thing. And that they might actually have to cut content to hit the release date because apparently the date is, in quotations, sexy. So, <laughs> like, it's a, I don't know. I've, there's a lot of weirdness surrounding, around, surrounding this. They did say, I do. I should mention that, they, already, they feel that there's a lot of content already. So it's not like they do cut content. It's not like you won't have hundreds of hours or anything like that. You still will have a lot to play. But what do you, are you excited for Starfield? <laughs> this is concerning. I, I'm still <laughs> excited. I mean, until the game comes out and, and is bad, I'm excited. Uh, but it is concerning. You don't ever like to hear stuff like this. Um, you you don't know, right? What what will the end product be? But I'm not, I'm not super worried. Like, again, graphics for me is... I love a, a beautiful game, but at the end of the day, a beautiful game is a crappy game if it's not fun to play. Yeah. So as long as the game feels and plays good, well, it sounds like flying might not be the case, but, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I'm just going to hold out. Uh, I'm concerned, but I'm, I'm going to continue to be optimistic. I don't, even if they cut content, I, I'm confident that it's not, they're not going to, um bundle it as dlc I, I especially if it comes out rough i think they'll make sure they make good um so yeah i mean i'm just hoping for the best i'm actually, i am we, excited but concerned. they should be we, we we should actually we should kind of take note of this or like i think we should like look to this in the future like look back to this episode because i want to ask like two questions like first of all do you think this will be bigger than elder scrolls skyrim i think that'll be the first one and do you think this game will come out kind of broken and will require a bunch of fixes. I think both of them uh, we, we should like make a, make yeah. a prediction on. Uh, no and yes. Um, I don't <laughs> think this is going to be bigger in Skyrim. I I think it'll be a, a, a big game. I think it'll be good. But I don't know. Skyrim was just... That that game has been out forever. It's been on every platform uh, for and every new platform and, <laughs> and old platform. And 
I just that's I think it's going to be tough to beat Skyrim. Um, you know, maybe Elder Elder Scrolls Six might be the one that does it. I don't think Starfield will be the one. Also, different different settings and everything. So um, UIP, right? So it's going to be tough to like get everyone in invested, especially. But like with Elder Scrolls, you know that name, so they're like, oh, Elder Scrolls Six. Yeah, I'm gonna buy that. Starfield, they're like, what the hell, is Starfield? Yeah, yeah. So. Um, and of course it's going to be broken when it comes out. Yeah. It's a Bethesda <laughs> game, man. Like I'll put money on that any day of the week. <laughs> I know. I feel like any big game like this, just expect it to be broken. It's by the month after it comes out. Yeah. Don't risk it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> just get game pass. <laughs> I know. It'll and be I mean, worth it. I, honestly, and talking about broken games, we should definitely talk about Ubisoft because it seems like they're looking to, <laughs> looking to maybe potentially be bought out by uh i think private equity is where they're going i have i mean i i don't think sony would want to buy them like look i love assassin's creed and everything like that but i would tell sony like no no like don't don't buy the ip and stuff like that they'll, they'll put the game on your console either way like don't it's not something to like have but i mean what did that tell you about ubisoft and their feelings about their own ip that they're like hey should we get bought out by someone please this is weird um do you know if uh, uh, the name is escaping me? The original owners, Eve uh, Gimo. Yeah, like they were very adamant that they did not want to be one. Uh, was it uh, Vivendi? Yeah, Vivendi was trying to do, do a takeover. Takeover, and they were very the whole like we're sticking together, we're a family, we're we'll fight this off. And uh, so, are they on board with this? Is it, or is this like a board is kind of talking about we want this type thing. i think they switched their tune once all the allegations and issues yeah. within the company started coming out and now eves and his team and everyone they're like yo we gotta sell this our I mean, stocks are going down go and then every time they try to come up with a new idea like look at this tom clancy's x defiant people are like what the hell is this then this look at the new battle royale hyperscape what the hell is this like no one anytime they try to like follow a trend it just does not work well that they're like Yo, this is our, our games are not selling as much as they did before. Uh, all these allegations are coming out. Like, yo, please, someone just buy us now. <laughs> yeah, it's also it's like it's a, a buying frenzy right now. So this is kind of the time <laughs> to do it, right? So I think you're right. I think like a lot of this is uh, a lot of the stuff going on there is not a good look. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it kind of makes sense to try to if they want to sell and if they see the end like yeah this is the time to try to do it so and we'll i mean see. You, yeah. i know you're a big assassin's creed fan as well like are you look because initially i thought assassin's creed nexus which is like the rumor that's going around i thought that was a the next big step in assassin's creed where it would be like a live service version of it it doesn't seem it's that one but there's a new one called assassin's creed nexus which is apparently a vr game it might be a vr game and it's mm. supposed to release in the next 12 months so if it is a vr game like what do you I, i'm I like loved Half-Life Alex, but I cannot imagine being an assassin, doing all the stuff that you do as an assassin in VR being fun. I don't know why. Yeah, that it, it just sounds like a side project to me. Like every yeah. VR thing right now, except for something like Alex, but everything like the Horizon thing, all that stuff to me, until they all seem just like, you know, smaller experiences. And that's what I expect this to be. I think it... I hope it's something tailored to VR and not just like, hey, we're just kind of putting Assassin's Creed in VR. So we'll see when it, if it happens. Um, I, I'm excited for the live service Assassin's Creed. I, I would like a live service uh, version of the game. Like I think that 
as much as I loved uh, Valhalla, um, I loved it because I'm really into Vikings, uh, not because it was one of the best Assassin's Creed games that they've done. So it's getting stale, though. The, the as much as I love those last three, like a fourth one with a different setting right now, doesn't sound super exciting to me. They would have to have new mechanics and uh, in in uh, an interesting twist on it. I think having a live service sounds interesting. Like um, if they can keep up with putting out good content on it and and have interesting systems, um, I would look forward to that. See, but exactly, like I feel like a lot of these companies don't understand how live service can actually be really fun. And like, I look at stuff like Destiny, for example. Like, if they have a game that comes out, they're like, hey, this is, we have like, it doesn't have to be like 100 hours. This is a 20 hour experience, pay us full price. We're like, okay. And they're like, on top of that, we'll put random missions, like kind of like Destiny, we'll have random missions, random uh, raids or random things you have to do in the world because the world is so big. I don't, I don't, again, I'm not a developer, so I don't know how it would be like, but they could literally be like, hey, this area, we have some random enemies there. You're going to go kill them. You'll get some cool loot. And you keep working with players, stuff like that. And then they're like, oh, by the way, we have a new expansion coming out. It'll be set in Japan. It's coming on this date. It's $40, has a whole storyline, plus all these missions. And they can easily do that. But knowing what how Ubisoft works, I do not think they will do that. I feel like they'll find a way to make this as annoying as possible <laughs> and like, well, maybe maybe they'll do a good job, but that's just like my my thought. Yeah, I agree. I uh, I'm on like I I don't think there's anything wrong with live service if it's done right. Like there's not like why would it be bad if there's a game you love and you just keep getting content for it throughout the year? That sounds awesome to me. As long as they they're not crappy about it and and have a bad uh, model or you know nickel and diming you for every little thing. Um, I think it, when done right, it is very exciting, especially if you love the game. And if you don't love the game, you don't play it. And if everyone else doesn't love it, it goes away and then it ends up not being a live service. So, um, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. But uh, if it does happen, I hope it's good. And if someone buys them, I hope it happens and it's good. Yeah. <laughs> Just give me the I good don't, game. <laughs> I don't exactly, care. I'm always, and, like, and talking about good games, we got to talk about God of Ragnarok. And it seems that it seems like, look, if you're, if you're a lead animator, I think, I think that person is a lead animator on their team. Like you can't make these statements on Twitter, but basically someone tweeted at the lead animator or at Sony Santa Monica just saying, hey, we haven't heard anything about God of Ragnarok. What's happening? Is it coming out this year? And this person from their team, from the development side, said, "Yes, it's coming out this year." So, like, I don't like. What What are you thinking? Are you Are you thinking this is true? Are you just thinking they're just reiterating what's been said before and it might change? Yeah, I, when it when there's a you know when it comes out, I'll believe it. Is yeah. is all I'm going to say. I as a developer, I have done the exact same thing. I have said this is coming out this month, and then <laughs> it didn't come out that month. So. Um, <laughs> When it happens, it happens. It, in my opinion, is concerning that they, they haven't actually set a date, have they? They just said twenty twenty two. So I think that's very telling. Um, you know, I, I think it will happen, but until you know, like you, we have something a little more concrete, I'm just going to assume that it it's not going <laughs> to happen this year. So I should like the last time the for the for the original God of War game, I believe they announced it three to four months before the release date. Because okay. it came out April 20th, and I think they announced it like maybe Jan or Feb, maybe a little bit earlier. So I was just thinking about it that way. I'm like, wait, they kind of did that really quick thing of like, yep, yep, you know what? It's coming out on this date. I'm like, 
what if that's what our, our Sony's June or that E3 time is going to be about of like, we're going to talk about some games uh, and we'll obviously talk about some of like the other stuff that Sony might be hiding, but that's going to where they're like, Hey, by the way, this game, that game, all these games are going to be around Starfield. So we completely decimate Starfield because it's not coming on, on, on PlayStation anymore. That's a good, that's a good point. I didn't remember that and it's smart, but at the same time, like just because they, if they were so confident, um, I'm just thinking like if they were conf- like, they've been very vocal that it is going to be 2022. So it's just, if, if you think that they're holding out, like there's, they're saying like, Hey, we're not going to announce a date until we know like, Hey, three or four months of work. This is just going to be like regression testing and, and that kind of stuff to just polish it up. Um, and then we'll give a firm date. But the fact that they, I, uh, yeah, I guess like, it's hard to say. So I think that's a good point. I think they might just be holding out for a big reveal on the date too. So um, yeah, I'm sure it will come this year. I know. I'm, I'm I'm hoping it comes out this year, but like, like I said, like, I don't know, like if they're being this cagey about it, something, it, something just feels a little bit off, but who knows, maybe they have a huge like marketing plan and that's kind of why they're not saying anything. And obviously going off of that, apparently there are some hidden PS5 exclusives set for this year. Um, so there's just been kind of reports coming out of, Basically, someone, I, I believe there's someone from, from the Sony side or someone that talked to someone on the, on the Sony development side and they basically stated that they have, there's some bangers coming out this year. I'm um, obviously using their specific terms. Um, and they said that this specific person also said that they're not working on God of War Ragnarok for something equally cool. So I know there were, you know, rumors about a Last of Us remake. I don't, I don't, like if they're comparing it to God of Ragnarok, I don't know if you would put a remake in the same category. Yeah. I hope that's not what it is. Uh, <laughs> I, I, um, yeah, if it's a new exclusive, new IP or something, like that gets me very excited. Give it- yeah, I honestly don't know, right? Like, I, I, I believe Naughty Dog is, is kind, kind of working on a new IP of sorts. I know even Sony Santa Monica, the Corey Barlog, the, the, uh, the director for God of War 2018, He's working on a separate new IP. And the, the God of Ragnarok is being led by, I believe, someone that worked on the on that God of War with him. Now he's like the director for this game. So like is it, is it that now I don't I don't think that game will come out the same year as God of War Ragnarok. But I'm just trying to think about like what else is there because we've we've gotten Horizon, we've gotten Gran Turismo, we got our new Ratchet and Clank like last year. We've got Spider-Man and stuff stated for 2023. I'm just trying to think about the IP that they could possibly just kind of reveal all of a sudden and be like, by the way, this is coming out. Yeah, I mean, kind of like ones when we were talking about what live service games there might be. Uh, so Infamous, maybe, a new Infamous. Um, that could be for Sucker Punch. you think Sucker Punch will be working on that right now or, or Ghost Tsushima? I feel like that team's got, that, that team company's got to be big enough now that they're working on multiple stuff at one time. Infamous uh, would be awesome. Yeah, I wouldn't even so, want a remake of the first two, honestly. Yeah, I would too, actually. So Infamous um, had another. Oh, and then like you know, Resistance maybe. Yes. Or um, Killzone. I, those could be a couple of contenders. That's that the way be, I was leaning. That would be I was shocking. Like maybe Killzone or Solcom. Yeah, that'd be or Solcom. Yeah. So ha- any of those would be super awesome. I'd be yeah. super excited for those. No, exactly. I think I think they, I think they could do a good job of re- revitalizing, like bringing those franchises back. Maybe you know, Resistance One, Two, and Three come out as a remastered package, and they're like, by the way, here's Resistance Online, 
and you know it's like this huge undertaking it's a live service game or similarly with socom i think like socom is such a sony specific kind of a game where they can kind of pivot into almost call of duty like sense you know and i think that could be pretty huge or killzone actually you know what i'm now that i'm thinking about it killzone can be the perfect game to kind of compete with with halo but obviously sony has so many so many games that they can yeah. actually work with i just don't know what they'll what they'll use it with come on days gone too oh my god yeah <laughs> if only if only i think i think there's actually so many people after playing the game on pc in its current state that actually want days gone too that, so that game is so underrated i know a lot of people didn't love it but i thought it was really fun i love that i thought the story was really good and i thought it played pretty well not great but it was what, very, what, I, very fun and interesting. Honestly, why don't they just do an expansion or like a DLC, kind of like Ghost Tsushima with the uh, Iki Island? Like, if they just do an expansion of like, here's Something. a whole new story thing, $30, and then they'll see how that does. And then they can decide whether or not they want to move forward with it or not. Yeah. I mean, a lot of that core team is also gone too, which is unfortunate. So, I know it makes sense. I mean, especially if, yeah. if they're not being allowed to do what they want to do. Um, but obviously, we'll, we'll jump into some of the games that we have been playing before we end the episode. So obviously, you know, like with me, you know that I'm, I'm kind of getting back into Elden Ring. I've been, I've, I've got through Marjit. I'm in the in the castle. I'm like unlocking shortcuts and stuff like that. So I'm kind of in the first Legacy Dungeon uh, for 10 hours. But it, it, it is it is really fun. I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of, I have the hooks in me now, which is yeah. why, because initially I had the PS5 where my, my, my PC setup is so I could stream it. Uh, but I now I've kind of moved it back to where my TV is because I'm like, nah, like I gotta, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of hooked on Elden Ring. Yeah. And obviously I should go back. I have finished Sifu. So I've, I've joined oh, you on that journey. Yes. Yes. Sifu is done. The, the, the final boss fight, I actually surprisingly beat in one go, but obviously there was no <gasps> wow. shackles because like, in, in, like, because I was trying to aim to beat the boss at a certain level. I was just kind of beating, I'm just trying to fight the boss until I survived basically. Yeah. And luckily I had one more health left. I was like 71 <laughs> or something. And somehow I was able to like beat the boss and the ending was not an ending. It just kind of pushed me back to the first chapter. <laughs> yeah. I like for me, that game, I don't even care about the story <laughs> at <Yeah>. all. <laughs> I was all about just the gameplay and the challenge. And um, that's, that's really good that you beat that last boss. Like it, it took me a number of tries to beat him. Um, and it took me a little bit to wrap my head around it. Uh, but yeah, I, I did the same when I beat him. I, like, I, I was near, not near death. I think I was in my 60s. But um, yeah, I mean, that, that game was, I really enjoyed that game. It was, it was super fun. I, I do want to go back and play it a little bit more. Um, I did watch some of your stream. I'm not going to lie. Uh, when I was watching you fight, um, I forget her name, the the museum boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was that was painful watching how long it was taking you to get past that first phase. Oh my you, god! You you're so cautious and just dodging and dodging and dodging. And um, when I play, and I like you, obviously beat it in way less attempts than I did. But when I play, I was way more aggressive, um, <laughs> which obviously didn't work out in my favor in the end. But uh, <laughs> I was glad I was watching it. Like I, I um, actually left the stream before you got to the boss and I watched the the VOD later, which I was very happy I did. So I could kind of skim through it. Uh, <laughs> um, but that was uh, that was pretty. You did it extremely well, man. Uh, I thought it was uh, pretty impressive how well you did on those um, last levels. I, I actually, you know, I should I should thank um, Sifu of Grey and Ghost, uh, some of the people that joined the stream and they were kind of helping me and like letting me know nice. what I should be doing because for the longest time, what I would be doing throughout the entire game was press R2 to fully dodge, which would push me out and I would dodge their moves. 
but it would push me out. Like you said, like I, it's like hard for you to be aggressive when you're like dodging like that and yeah. you need to run to the person. They it's taught me that if you like, yeah, if you, if you block and if you press back, you can weave. If you time it perfectly, you miss, you, they, they miss everything they hit at you. And once I got the hang of that, I was like, oh my God, this was a thing. <laughs> The weaving is very generous and um, correct me if I'm wrong, I might be misremembering some of this, but um, like left or right weaves don't matter. Like there's yeah. like, you can do you, like either or and you'll dodge. Uh, I, I think the only one that really mattered was um, low attacks. Yeah. Um, not sure if there was a ton of attacks that you had to duck on. You could. But I think those ones also would work with the left and right dodge. But exactly. It was only the museum one when she did the low attack that you had to like time it for the low, but everything else was left and right. So that's why Sean was so hard, um, at least for me and a lot of people early on, was because his low attack was so quick before. And he did it a lot, um, which made it very hard to get through him on a lot of lives. When they nerfed him, I believe they like, they dramatically reduce how often he does that sweep attack. No which wonder. Was, which was one of the big ones. Um, so I haven't done it since the since they've nerfed anything, so I'm not quite sure how different it is. Um, it seemed very mixed when I was kind of keeping up with the subreddit. There were some people that were saying it felt very uh, considerably easier, and there were some other people that said they didn't notice much of a difference. So, um, but yeah, it's like those, those low attacks were always the ones that really got me. Cause a lot of time is like, you can kind of see the move they're going to do and you're like, okay, I think it's coming and then it doesn't come. And then all of a sudden it's a different move and it's like, there it is. And it's like, oh, it, the, it was so close, but, uh, the tell is just slightly different. So. No, I'm, I like in the end, like I really enjoyed it. Like I, I do want to try it cause I, I'll be honest. I watched the clips online gonna see what happens with the ending if you spare everyone yeah uh just because i want to know the story right i'm like yeah. look i'll play this again but i don't i'm not gonna go through the whole thing right now it and feels it, a it hard. felt it felt a little like exhausting yeah. by the end right because that that's the one thing with it is that um is the whole loop and and how you kind of go through the areas again and and facing the same bosses so like when i was done i was like like and it's still it's probably my my, my top in my top two games right now this yeah. year so um uh like but i i was done i was like okay i'm good for now like i, I made it through this it felt good um i maybe i'll come back maybe not but uh if i don't play this again i you know it was a fantastic experience and i really enjoy that game that's a great game yeah and i mean i think one game that actually sebi and i will create like a new character when you're when you're able to join is tiny tina's wonderland and we've been playing that a bunch and awesome it is surprisingly good. Yeah. Um, gameplay is Borderlands, but the story and uh, like it, it's weird because the story isn't like amazing, but the stories in between of like each mission and the comedy around it is surprisingly funny. Like it's the best I've seen it in in Borderlands franchise so far. Yeah, I have played a little bit of it. Um, probably like a few hours. Um, so I'm not super far in, but. Yeah, I echo that. I'm enjoying it so far. Um, it it plays well. It it's I like the twist. I like fantasy stuff, even though it's not super fantasy in a lot of regards. But I like having some spells and abilities and uh, to complement the guns. Yeah, and I'm I think the other game obviously I'll kind of quickly mention is is I Racing, which sounds like a made up game, but it's actually the most popular like sim racing online game, and it's basically like World of Warcraft but for sim racing. So you have to pay a monthly monthly price for it 
Um, and if you want to buy cars or tracks, you have to like pay extra for that. And the idea is that it's like an online community where it's very, it's not like super serious, but the idea is that depending on your rank, you, you race against other racers of the same level. Um, you get a chance to practice the track with everyone. You're going to qualify. So you get placed in the grid. It, it actually takes like 15 minutes of the overall thing. They, they don't give you a lot of time. They're like two minutes here for practice, two minutes for qualifications, 10 minute race, and you're done. So that way it's like very quick, which is surprising. I was like, oh my God, it's going to be like an hour long race. But it was like, no, 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 you have to get the hell out of here. But it was surprisingly, I, I did like my first proper, I was like practicing so much before because as you know, I'm really cautious with any like gaming thing. I was practicing <laughs> so much. And then I played like yesterday online uh, and it was surprisingly fun. Uh, well, right at the beginning, because I was playing against all rookies, a bunch of people just started crashing into each other because you can tell that no one, either knew, like they didn't know how to drive or someone just wanted to mess with you, right? So I somehow was dodging. I got hit a little bit, but I was still okay. I made it back on the track. There's this one dude was outside of the track. I guess they kind of like slided over and they could just T-bone me right on the side and I get pushed. Somehow my car's still okay. I keep racing. I come eighth. I'm like, you know what? I'll take it eighth out of whatever amount of people. Yeah. I'm happy. But it, it awesome. gave me that like that really uh, like amazing feeling, which I'm sure you get from like games like World of Warcraft and stuff like that, where, you know, it's like you're, you're playing this game, you're part of a community and you're also like seeing like, like Vanguard, which is something that Halo misses. Is this this idea of like leveling up? You're like, I'm improving something. I'm playing a race. I'm doing a doing a race, and I improve. I get new things so I can do to go to the next race. And I feel like that's so important with any online thing right now. Uh, I can't wait till I can get down to Toronto and and give the racing wheel a go. Uh, as much as I want to get one, I just feel like I'm I will get it and I will play it for a few like a week and then probably not play it again for a while. Um, if if Horizon was just coming out, I'd probably be more uh, inclined to do it. Um, but anyways, I look forward to playing with yours one day. I have been playing, uh, as I mentioned, I have been playing Vanguard. Uh, the new season came out. Um, prior to the new season came coming out, um, Snoop dropped as an operator. <laughs> and uh, I couldn't resist. I dropped, I don't know what it is, like $28 Canadian for him. Uh, but it was <laughs> worth every penny. Uh, he has a lot of great lines. Um, it brought me back to Call of Duty Ghost, which was the first Call of Duty that I got back into Call of Duty. I, I played a ton of one, two, World at War, um, but then kind of fell off for a bit. I didn't play three. I didn't play uh, Black Ops one a lot. Um, so or is he the two. announcer, or is he? The he player? was an announcer in Call of Duty Ghost, which I remember ah. having, and uh, I loved it. I loved having his lines and everything. I'm also really into hip hop, uh, older hip hop. And uh, so, yeah, when, when I saw he was going to be an operator in there, I instantly got him. And uh, he has, like, some good lines. Um, of course, everything, like, I got a little weed charm for my guns. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a lot of good stuff. He looks great. Uh, he has good outfits, um, cool finishing moves. So, enjoying that. Also, um, they added a new map for Season 3 called Mayhem, which is a movie set. Uh, it's... Ooh. Uh, so it's a, a whole theme around like um, Warzone's going to have Godzilla and King Kong. Uh, they're not there what? yet. Yes, yes, that's happening in May. Um, so I'm going to. That's finally when I'm going to jump into Warzone because I. All right, let's do it. You and me, we're going to stream that because I have it. Warzone downloaded. Yeah. So we'll whatever. Do you know what date it is? Um, it is. Let me take a quick peek. Because uh, like. I I'm I have Warzone installed in my computer for like the longest time, and I'm always trying to find a way to get back in. But I'm like, ah, whatever. I'll play something else. 
But uh, this, that's really cool. Godzilla, yeah. King Kong. What? Oh my God. They should just do these theme things all the time. I feel like I would be more inclined if they just do like a new one. They're like, by the way, uh, Deadpool's running around the Warzone map and he's trying to kill everyone. <laughs> or, or there's a Millennium Falcon just roaming around <laughs> uh, the, the Warzone map for some reason. Yeah, I, I'm not finding um, the date super easily here, but I believe it was like, it is early May. It was. For, oh my God. Uh, like May 10th around there or something like that. So, right, so you gave me a reason to download both Vanguard and Warzone. So I yeah. think I'm, I'm, I'm back in. So the new map is like a, a movie set and it's like um, you're literally like it's a small city. And like the, the, the basically the buildings are the same height as the as the characters, which is really cool. It's like really throws you off. So, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, uh, I know Vanguard doesn't have the best uh, rep right now with a lot of people, but I, I'm enjoying that game. I think it's. It's pretty good. And also next year, um, it will be considered the best Call of Duty as how things usually go. So. Yeah, <laughs> I know that's actually very true. A year or two later, we're like, no, actually, that was really good. That was one day. of the best Call of Duties ever. <laughs> and then the new one comes out. This is the worst Call of Duty ever. I um, swear. Yeah. I feel like that's a battlefield, Call of Duty, whatever. You can never avoid that. But yeah. we can leave it there. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining. It really means a lot. Thank you so much, Trevor for joining us today. Where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Trevor Her. That's at Trevor, H-E-R-R. And you'll see Trevor and I streaming Warzone very soon. Like, in a, I forgot that May is like a week away. A week away. So yes, we we'll will. be streaming that very soon. And hopefully Vanguard too. Actually, I want to stream that, stream Vanguard with you as well. Yeah, let's do it, man. Um, yeah, like I, I went heavy at uh, last week to try to wrap up the season. So I do want to jump into zombies and uh, try that out because I know they've been adding a ton of content there. So I'd love to do that too. Perfect. Thank you so much, everyone. And we'll see you next time. Thank Bye. You.